What iconic Star Wars cameo could we get in The Mandalorian Season 3? Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Hector Navarro, and this week saw the glorious return of The Mandalorian to whatever screens we have that are attached to a Disney Plus account. It's been two years since the exciting finale to the second season that saw The Mandalorian Din Djarin come face to digital face with Luke Skywalker. And while Mando and Grogu's story did continue in last year's The Book of Boba Fett, it's great to see them back in their namesake show. You're still running around here with the same little critter. And with the previous season ending on basically the most famous person in the galaxy far, far away, showing up in the flesh, it got us wondering how The Mandalorian could try to top that in its third season. Gotta raise the stakes. Every gambler from Watto to Lando Calrissian knows that. There's even a quote from series director, writer, and executive producer Rick Famuyiwa that shows that that same question was on their minds as they made the third season, too. Famuyiwa said in an interview with SFX Magazine, The foundation has always been that simple relationship between Mando and Grogu. The adventures get bigger and the characters you meet might be as iconic as Luke Skywalker, but it's always in the service of that simple story. That's taken us to bigger and bigger places, and certainly this season is the biggest yet. So we're going to count down the 10 most iconic Star Wars characters who are the most likely to pop in this season, and we're talking the big Star Wars guns. Sure, it was great to see Black Chrysanthemum in The Book of Boba Fett, but he doesn't have those Luke Skywalker levels of notoriety. For the full list of characters who might cameo in The Mandalorian, check out Michael Walsh's article over on Nerdist.com. But for this video, we're counting down the 10 characters who are the most likely to break the internet. But to discuss that, we have to get into Mandalorian spoilers. So if you somehow haven't caught up on the first episode of Mando's third season, watch it and then come back to us soon. We hope to see you soon. We're already breaking format with our 10th pick, the crew of the Ghost from Star Wars Rebels. Sabine Wren, Ezra Bridger, and Hera Syndulla are shoe-ins to show up in the live-action Ahsoka series coming later this year. So we wouldn't be shocked if one or more of them appeared to help Dan on his quest this season to help set up that Ahsoka series. It would be awesome to see them before we see them again later. And since we just talked about the crew of the Ghost, now we gotta talk about the Ghost crew. Force ghosts, that is. Oh, let's see what we did there. We're talking about the force ghosts that Luke definitely didn't hallucinate after the Battle of Endor because he drank some silly Ewok juice or something. Since both Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen were down to reprise their roles as Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker in Obi-Wan Kenobi's miniseries, they might be willing to come back to play some force ghosts, communing with little Grogu. And maybe even Liam Neeson could pop up, like he did at the end of that Obi-Wan Kenobi series, too. We just gotta figure out how Obi-Wan's Force Ghost no longer looks like Sir Alec Guinness. He's me. Our eighth pick is a fan-favorite Jedi who is also a bit of a scoundrel, Quinlan Voss. He made the leap from Legends continuity into the current canon, even though he was originally introduced in Star Wars comics from Dark Horse. He showed up notably in the Clone Wars animated series, was one of the leads of the Clone Wars era novel Dark Disciple, which was awesome, and he was even name dropped in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, so Lucasfilm definitely wants us to keep him in mind. Quinlan was here. Yeah, he helps now and again. Our seventh pick might be a stretch, but if we're looking for iconic Star Wars villains to show up, we might see a failed Palpatine clone or an early Snoke clone. Cloning has played a background role in The Mandalorian since the first season. Dr. Pershing, the cloner, wants baby Grogu's blood for its high M count. 
And we know that that's got to tie into Palpatine's obsession with defeating death and his creation of Snoke as a stepping stone for his return in Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Snoke actor Andy Serkis returned to Star Wars in Andor last year. Maybe he's down to once again put on that gold robe. No. Plus, going back in time to an earlier era of the Star Wars timeline, the other Star Wars show currently airing on Disney Plus is the animated Bad Batch, and they've just recently been planting seeds about the Empire's interest in cloning. We've learned that Kamino was destroyed by the Empire so that they could control who and what is cloned all by themselves, and no other outside organization or planet could get access to that technology. We're excited for the awesome Bad Batch series to explore more of this as their season goes on. So back in the Mandalorian present, in the trailer, Captain Carson Teva warns someone that something dangerous is happening out there, and by the time it becomes big enough for you to act, it'll be too late. He's probably warning some New Republic muckety-muck about the First Order in the process of forming in the Unknown Regions, or maybe Palpatine's even more mysterious Final Order forming at Exegol. All the more reason we could see a version of Snoke or Palp. Do it. Our sixth is Lando Calrissian. Hello, what have we here? We'd love to see what he's gotten himself involved in in between destroying the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi and when the Resistance runs into him on Pasana in The Rise of Skywalker. He's always had business schemes galore that bounced him around the galaxy both in Legends and in current continuity, so it's not a stretch that we'd see the original owner of the Millennium Falcon again. Hey, remember, you lost her to me fair and square. Our fifth pick is the princess-turned-senator-turned-rebel-leader-turned-almost-Jedi-turned-senator-again-turned-resistance-general, Leia Organa. Goodness! Young Leia stole the show in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and before Carrie Fisher's heartbreaking passing, we did see a de-aged version of the character in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. So there's a chance we could get a version of that again, along with the AI tech that was used to recreate Luke Skywalker's younger voice in The Book of Boba Fett. Perhaps Leia is the person that Carson Teva is warning of danger forming in the galaxy that's going to lead her to discover the First Order and begin to form the Resistance outside of New Republic oversight. Or, with the mention of Moff Gideon being sent to a New Republic war tribunal, could we see her in her role as a New Republic senator? After Fisher's passing, we did see a de-aged version of her in The Rise of Skywalker, so Lucasfilm does seem open to this as an option, with Carrie's family's approval, of course. But we think our next few picks are a little bit more likely. We're keeping things in the family with our fourth pick of young Ben Solo. We saw Luke's Jedi Academy being built in The Book of Boba Fett when Din Djarin delivers a gift to Grogu and has a chat with Ahsoka Tano. While we know from Rey's Force vision and Luke's retelling that that Jedi Academy is destined to meet a bad end when Ben Solo later destroys it, he's still a pretty young kid at this time. He's got a few years before he joins the Jedi Academy to be taught by Luke, but that doesn't mean he couldn't go visit his uncle or be seen with his mom as she tries to hold the New Republic and the galaxy together. Ben was also alive when Luke trained Leia in the Jedi arts. We learn in The Rise of Skywalker that the reason Leia turned away on her final day of Jedi training was that she sensed the death of her son at the end of her Jedi path. If we were to continue checking in on Luke during Star Wars series set in this era, it would certainly be iconic to revisit these characters as well. Our number three pick keeps it in the family, again! All right. If there's one major iconic character from the Skywalker saga that seems the most likely to run across a bounty hunter like the Mandalorian, 
It's Han Solo, baby. He might be a bit more respectable as a hero of the rebellion and husband to a politician these days, but the one-time smuggler has always had run-ins with the seedier elements of the galaxy. After the fall of the Empire, we know that Han becomes a professional racing pilot, a perfect fit for someone who made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. 12! Okay, relax. <laughs> sure, it's gonna take a lot of work to get Harrison Ford to reprise the role for a TV series and not a film, but he's doing a ton of TV work these days between shrinking on Apple Plus and Yellowstoning in the series 1923 on Paramount Plus. And the trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny shows a digitally de-aged indie, so he's used to using the technology to revisit iconic characters he's played before. And if Han is around, we know his best pal Chewbacca has got to be there too. The only thing that could separate them is one of their deaths, whether it be a falling moon killing Chewie in Legends continuity, or Kylo Ren committing patricide on Han in the current canon. Our second pick has us extremely excited. It's time for the Chiss to make their live-action debut with Grand Admiral Thrawn, the most famous extended universe villain who made his debut in Timothy Zahn's Star Wars novels before being brought over into the current Disney canon, has appeared in Star Wars Rebels, voiced by Lars Mikkelsen. This was before Ezra Bridger, with the help of the hyperspace-surfing space whales known as Purgle, zoomed off into the unknown. With Ahsoka name-dropping the Grand Admiral in Season 2 of The Mandalorian, we have more than suspected that Ahsoka's standalone series will involve her tracking down both Thrawn and Ezra. Introducing the character in live action in The Mandalorian to drive anticipation for the Ahsoka series seems more than possible. As a side note, I would just love to see what Thrawn thinks of the First Order building up power in the Unknown Regions. Would he help or hinder them as an Imperial Loyalist? There is some cool conflict to build there. <laughs> yeah. And our final pick, the most likely cameo we think will happen in The Mandalorian is Jedi Master Yoda. Yoda. You seek Yoda. You know him? As a force ghost, of course, because he's dead. <laughs> Notice how we didn't mention him in the force ghost crew earlier? Grogu's past and identity is a huge part of the Mandalorian story. So who better to show up to explain part of it than the most memorable member of Grogu's species who also happens to be a Jedi? Ugh, sorry, Yaddle, but you're great. We love you, Yaddle. Frank Oz has been no stranger to returning to the role in both animation with Star Wars Rebels and live action with Star Wars The Last Jedi. And let's be real, getting Frank Oz and a puppet onto set might be easier to do than convincing another pick on the list to return and then de-aging them. When 900 years old you reach, look as good you or not, hmm? Appearing across the Skywalker saga as a mentor, Yoda would definitely bring that icon-level hype that Luke Skywalker did in The Mandalorian's Season 2 finale. And Yoda talking to Grogu? Baby Yoda meeting the OG Yoda would break the internet. <laughs> and there you have it, our very thorough, definitely correct countdown of which Star Wars icon could show up in The Mandalorian's third season. Why not request one from the New Republic? If you want a full list of more possibilities, remember to check out the article over on Nerdist.com. But in the meantime, what do you folks think? Who do you think is going to show up in Mando Season 3? Was Carson Teva actually talking to Mon Mothma in the trailer, perhaps? Well, let's just... Let us know in the comments below. Thank you so much for watching, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, stay tuned to Nerdist.com.